The Provoke Podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. Hello and welcome to the Provoke Media Podcast. I'm Diana Morzalek. I am with Provoke Media. Um, today we're going to be talking to Kyle Monson, who is founding partner of the tech content and PR agency Codeword. Hello, Kyle. Hello. It's nice to see you. We haven't seen each other for quite a long time, pre-pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the not the opening day, but when we purchased you, we that was the first day we met. Yeah, we had a great chat at the time. Way back when. So we'll have a great chat today. Great. Can't wait. Okay. Um, we're going to start with the topic um, that you've been thinking about, about brands being creators or brands as creators. Yeah. Um, what do you mean by that? Yeah, that's that's a an idea that we were noodling on really for years. Um, I don't know how much your listeners know about Codeword. We're we're kind of a secretive little agency that moves in the shadows. But you know, we're we're about a hundred people. Most of us come from journalism, media, publishing backgrounds. We mostly work with tech brands, um, but you know, all kinds of brands. Every brand wants to be a tech brand in twenty twenty three. So that that's a pretty broad category. Um, for years, we were pushing this idea that brands should act like publishers, which I'm sure, you know, you've written about that in the past. Everyone's kind of talked about that over the past decade or so. Um, and starting around 2020, 2021, um, you know, the media landscape has been shifting really fast where the energy in the media and the energy in comms and marketing it wasn't really with the publishers anymore. You know, it's the the new generation coming up isn't as interested as, as engaging in, you know, traditional media and, you know, capital J journalism, the way I would think of it as a former journalist myself, or you would think of it. Um, and so, you know, we were really thinking about what does it mean to act like a publisher in 2022, 2023? Is that what we should be advising our clients to do anymore? Knowing that, you know, the internet's the internet tides are shifting in the direction of this creator creator movement. And I, um, I'm going to stop you for a minute. Yeah. Um, our listeners probably know this, but um, when you talk about, I just want to before we we lose the train, um, brands being publishers. I'm assuming you mean creators of content, but written content. Yeah, their own content. Yes. Uh, creators of content, but also just have an editorial strategy. We we right. talk a lot about content. I actually don't love the word content because it's just so kind of nebulous and right. You know, we would tell our our clients you know, you, you need to have an editorial strategy. Like, okay. what's your POV? Are, what are the transparent truths you can tell that's going to engage a community and get people excited, get them clicking, get them following you on in your you know owned, earned, and paid channels, things like that. Um, and so you know it. it over the past year, we've just done a subtle shift towards, you know, brands should actually be acting like creators, not just not just publishers, not just newsrooms. You know, remember the brand newsroom of a few years ago? Every brand had their own newsroom. Yes. We would rather move them in, in the direction of creator studios. Brands should have creator studios. Um, and to me, that feels so much more vibrant and energetic and young. If you want to reach Gen Z, you know, you're probably the way to do it isn't necessarily to land the perfect New York Times feature. It's probably to partner with creators that are actually, you know, native to the spaces that Gen Z likes to play in. Um, 
And so for us, that that represents pretty big shifts in how brands approach their public relations, how they approach their comm strategies, the types of content that they're making, the types of partnership deals they're signing. You know, you can be as you can be as wide ranging as you want with the impact of this, but that's kind of what's been on our mind and what we've been talking to clients about for the past few months. Well, how is this different than you talking about partnering and and with with creators? So, what's different about this than influencer marketing? Yeah, I think influencer marketing is part of it. Although influencer feels like a really limited word to me, at least, where, you know, when I think of influencer, I think of the person holding their phone up, recording a video of themselves doing a makeup tutorial or a TikTok dance on the street or something like that, and somehow getting a brand to pay for that, which is fine. I think audiences have kind of are starting to see through that a little bit and be like, you know, we know we can sniff out these brand deals. To me, it's more about authentic partnership with authentic creators that have a point of view. They've got something to say. They're building an audience around that. And that's why, to me, creator means much more than just a YouTuber or a TikTok influencer. You know, we're creating content right now. You're a creator. Um, I I would put the Substack community, podcasters, uh, you know, musicians, artists, film directors, you know, we're all in this space where the we have we're surrounded by all these creative opportunities to to make things and, and build communities around what we make. So anyone who does that, I would call a creator. So my question is when you when you initially were talking about publishers, brands as publishers and having yeah. an editorial point of view, I envisioned, and I could be wrong, of them having their own people crank out their own content. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of that. Yeah. But but you're not talking about a brand setting up their own studio and producing their own stuff as brands, as creators, or are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are. Um, okay. And not in the way that, like, you know, not in the way that you have to go direct to the audience in every case. There's still a huge role for the media to play. And I think it's in every brand's best interest to have a trusted media <laughs> as you know part of the digital landscape like we need to be able to trust journalists we need publishers to be a part of this but even publishers aren't publishers anymore they're also creators you know i'm sitting on a podcast with a journalist right now for a major media or oh i'm a creator sorry (laughs) we're creating as you said um so so could you give me an example um something that goes beyond what i'm thinking like you know I still have in my head the influencer, the partner, the creator partner. Can you bring something to light to me that shows what you're talking about so that I am enlightened? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I I hate to overuse this brand because they get used for everything, but Red Bull has been a really great example of this for a long time. And, you know, talk about creators, like they sell caffeinated sugary drinks and they make race car engines and they have the world champion Formula One team, and they have a really wide ranging social media arm that makes mountain biking videos and snowboarding videos, and that you know that and 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 they they do a million other things. You know they own soccer clubs and they own sports leagues and all all Mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. So you know they're going way beyond. If they took a narrow view of their brand as like, you know, we sell energy drinks like. The world would be quite different. <laughs> Certainly, the Formula One would be world would be quite different. Um, but because they've taken this really wide ranging, creative view of what it means to be 
a sports and lifestyle and energy brand, you know, they can, they can enjoy all these opportunities and, you know, they're making money in all kinds of different avenues too, beyond just, you know, retail sales and fighting for shelf space against Coke and Pepsi and monster and all the rest. Um, so that everyone talks about them. I think that's an exciting example. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've seen these over the past couple of weeks, but Bentley, the, the car manufacturer, I know Bentley, but I haven't seen what they're doing to reach oh Gen-, Gen Z. If Gen Z's buying Bentleys, I'm no, right. job. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, they're making these hilarious ASMR videos where, you know, some spokesmodel is like Bentley and then rubs her fingernails across the grill of the car, just make <laughs> sounds. And just like they've done a whole series of these and they're amazing. Really? They have a sense of humor Bentley. That's impressive. They're not, I'm sure that they're not intended to sell cars because I don't think the Gen Zers who are watching this are buying Bentleys necessarily. Um, But for one thing, they're actually like really well produced and they are so easy to spoof that I think that they made these knowing this would become a meme and get the Bentley brand talked about in completely new contexts, on completely new channels in a way that like most luxury brands would never like. Rolex would never do anything like that. Um, so right. it's, it's fun to see a, a like really celebrated luxury brand get in get into the muck of the digital landscape with Gen Z. Absolutely, because I mean, even like compared to a Bentley, a Rolex is commonplace, right? It's mainstream. <laughs> like a Bentley is like who buys a Bentley? <laughs> yeah. I also think like brands like Stella. Stella has always, you know, for the past few years, done like really weird experiential stuff. Um, in a way that that builds community. Uh, I think Snapdragon on the tech side in our world, uh, Qualcomm Snapdragon has built a really great community of insiders that, you know, love the technology, want to geek out, want insider knowledge. Um, so they've built a pretty big community on, on Discord and some other channels around that. Um, so a few examples. Excellent. Um, so some of this creative is coming from within, but um, we always like to know the opportunity for PR firms. Um, like yeah. code word and our listeners, um, you know, where do they go with this concept? Yeah, I think um, it's it's a big opportunity in my opinion because it's a super executional way of thinking. Um, like, you know, if you want to help your client act like a creator, you start by asking, well, how do creators act? Well, you know, they they take signals from the audience. They move really quickly. They make a lot of stuff and they learn as they go. So, so their content's always evolving. They're usually building multi-channel platforms across YouTube and TikTok and, 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 you know, different channels. Um, They are really focused on building relationships uh, with other creators, which I think in the brand context means, you know, you're reaching out to both creators, other brands, other spokespeople, you know, partners in the space, academics, there's all kinds of directions you can go with that. Um, that level of execution, I think, is is actually quite hard for marketing agencies. But I think PR agencies have a real advantage because we're executional. We're used to working fast. We're used to being really nimble and moving at the speed of the news cycle. That, to me, is a huge competitive advantage in the marketing world that PR agencies have where, you know, we're kind of built for this new we're built for this new model. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something else we're going to discuss. <laughs> Speaking of advantages or opportunities for the PR industry, and this yeah. one you're going to have to help me through a little bit too. Um, you mentioned the idea of consolidating the three C's, content, community, and comms. Yeah. What do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah, that that's kind of a simple way of, 
of describing what I just said in more words and more complicatedly. <laughs> okay, <think>. goodbye. <laughs> this was a nice podcast. <laughs> Conversation. Um, yeah, the three C's. So, right, content, comms, community. Um, in our experience, those are the kind of the, the three pillars of a good digital marketing um, digital marketing program, an, an integrated digital marketing program. And for us, sometimes the three C's sit with one agency. More mm -hmm. often, they're spread across. You've got a content agency and you've got a PR agency handling the comms. Sometimes you've got a social agency handling, handling community. Mm -hmm. You've got silos on the client side where these are all sitting with different stakeholders, sometimes even in different parts of the org. You know, the the community and social team sits on the brand side and the comms sits on the comms side. And, you know, from our experience, that doesn't work as well as put mashing them all together and letting them work together. Like your comms will be better if they're informed by community and content. Your content will be better if it's informed by your comms and your community. Like these are three pillars that really should be tightly integrated, but usually are not. Um, and so, uh, you know, speaking of the opportunity for PR agencies, from our perspective, they should be the ones who are really owning this. And I know there's a lot of advertising agencies out there that say that they do community and say that they do content, but really struggle with the timelines, the smaller budgets, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. the the level of expertise you need to create real community experiences. Um, I think that it's a it's a huge opportunity for the PR world to keep smashing these together and integrating them in smart ways, because um, that's how you build a, a more effective integrated program, in my opinion. So it's not a matter, right? So you're not talking about partnering, um, collaborating with other firms. You're talking about building out your own capabilities and and firms building out their own capabilities. And yeah, I mean, we'll play nice with other agencies if there's other agencies at the table. There usually are, um, but you know. You can put it all under one agency and get a whole bunch of benefits and efficiencies out of that. And so, um, and how have you done this? <laughs> yeah, we do this for we do this for a few different clients. Um, and you know, it's it's so much easier. It really is when when the folks writing the social posts sit next to the folks writing the blog posts sit next to the folks writing the press releases, man, you save hours and hours and hours of meetings and collaborations and internally too, you know, when we can support our clients by unifying the marketing activities for them because clients struggle with this too. You know, they're, they're not always as communicative with their own teams as they maybe should be. So is it, it I mean, the agencies can expand, but it's up to the client to, to want it too, right? Cause the client might be used to working with, a social media expert. I mean, how do you get over that hump? Yeah, I the clients, the clients that understand it really want this and ask for it and are like, we're spending so much time managing different agencies. We've got so many inefficiencies and in trying to wrangle, you know, data and information and content between one agency and another. Um, that when a when a truly integrated agency comes in and is like, hey, you know, we can we can put a lot of that together. We can build you a team that can do a lot of this stuff for you. Usually it's it's a huge sigh of relief and they're very excited to hear that we can make, make their life easier. Um, and then there's other clients, you know, who want to fight the turf wars or they've got a really political org or there's a lot of bureaucracy involved. And, you know, they'll they'll figure it out eventually, but it, it'll take some time. So it sounds like it's got to start with the agencies to some degree, building up the capability and in some cases, pitching it as such. 
Yeah, and I think going on podcasts and talking about the model in ways that people can understand. <laughs> yep, you're going to get calls. Your phone is going to ring off the hook. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> nice to talk to you. Yeah, always. You've been listening to the Provoke Podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. Marketeers.